0: Hello, and welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. This show features conversations between diverse technology professionals discussing women in the industry, cutting-edge innovations, the future of work, deeply technical topics, and the ways that we can all work together to make the world a more inclusive place. We hope you enjoy, and if you do, please subscribe, rate, and comment.
1: Hello, Women Who Code. I'm Joey Rosenberg, Chief Product Officer here at Women Who Code. We are so excited to be joined with a very special guest who is going to share her story with our community. Um, please help me welcome Anusha Rutman. She is the technical support engineer for Adyen, and she's here to talk tech. She's here to talk um, all things women who code. Uh, welcome, Anusha.
2: Hey, Joey. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I've I've heard just a tiny snippet of your story, and I know that our community is going to benefit greatly from hearing about your experience. Um, I'd love for you to just tell um, Women Who Code a little bit about who you are and your background and what you do.
2: Anusha Ratnam. I live in Sydney. I work for a payments company called Adyen. Uh, doing uh, my role is called uh, technical support engineer. Um, That means it's somewhat customer facing kind of a bridge between the devs and the people who give us money, I guess. (laughs) Um, it's, It's a really interesting role. I only got into tech in 2017. So what is that now? Four years ago. I came to it sort of in a sort of way about way. Um, I always felt like I was quite good at troubleshooting and had worked office roles where I used Excel spreadsheets in a way that um, was useful for companies. And so I did a boot camp at a place called GA. And yeah, I I was really fortunate enough to get a job my first week out and worked for a year as a web developer and then moved into tech support, which I really felt is my passion. I love what I do and I feel like I I bring a lot to the role.
1: For people thinking about moving into a technical support engineering role, Can you describe kind of what is your day-to-day or what are the things that you think are most valuable that you bring to that space? I think that
2: interpreting the sort of problems people bring to the table is quite important and asking the right questions uh, quite a lot. Quite often we get these questions that are something along the lines of X isn't working And you have to perhaps think outside of the box, like look at this person's, the internal pages we have on this merchant, um, look into a payment method they've just activated, try and figure out what they're talking about, and if you can't figure it out, then perhaps one has to ask, can you tell me more about what's not working in what ways and not working, and then maybe dig in a little bit more, like guide them to find a console error or something like that.
1: You shared um, with me earlier that documentation is really important in this process. What what role does that play and, and how does one even go about making really good documentation?
2: I love good docs. And I think it it came, for me, it's come from a place of, finding sort of API requests and understanding the concept of an API difficult when I first entered tech. And I just loved it when any technical documentation included examples. So I feel like I bring to the table with, as, as a tech support person who contributes to docs, I bring to the table the fact that, like, let's do a for dummies guide that will help someone like me. Um, Yeah, just, like, simple examples, I
1: think, is very important. Uh, One thing I run into working in product is um, you can have the best documentation in the world, but getting people to use it and you and find it and access and organize it in a way that takes the whole team on the journey and, and customers in some cases when it's public-based documentation can be really tricky. Do you have any advice for how to get people on the same page?
2: Yeah, I got to admit, I've had a few snarky tickets where I'm like, have you read the documentation hyperlink? <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's on me. Um, I think a bit of empathy is probably called for there um, but also if people aren't finding it then that's a problem with the documentation as well it's if you're searching for something on the site and it doesn't come up in the search
1: results that's that's on the company what platforms and tools do you perform prefer to use do you have it all house in your site um, or do you use other spaces to document wikis and things like that
2: product called hub um, it's it's fine um previously (laughs) uh i've been at other companies where um it was a similar thing like the indexing on searching on search queries was very odd and so it was very hard to find results on sort of whatever query you were trying to look into Um, Actually, I think it really needs to be improved on internal documentation feels quite essential to all tech support, and I'm not sure that it's that problem
1: has been solved. Do you think that's pretty common across the industry, working Hell with yeah. different teams? Yeah, I, I know I've experienced it a lot. I'm guilty of it, and I've experienced it working with other people, so... I'm always trying to improve documentation um, and how-tos and just to get all of that information out of our brains and onto a place where people can use.
2: Yeah, it's so it's so essential, but also I understand why, like, you don't want to have to think about the solution and then also have to write it down, right? Yeah. Except I do. <laughs> <That's I'm like
1: laughs> you write I'm... at your job, right? <laughs>
2: No, just that one little bit, I'm always like, oh, could you, could you write a note on this ticket?
1: How you solved this? Oh, that's a great pro tip for people. Um, And do you find that people respond to that pretty easily?
2: Uh, Yes. If you leave a few emoji, like a smiley face, not a not a ending the sentence with please, sort of
1: vibe. Okay, what's the di- what do you think's different? That's a that's fascinating about human behavior to me. What do you think <laughs> different between saying please and leaving an emoji-, emoji?
2: It doesn't feel like a a judgment. It's more like fun thing for next time.
1: Mm, yeah, that's. A great pro tip. Um, <laughs> <sure that will laughs> I, I don't I didn't love
2: having to do it, but it, <laughs> it feels a little gentler.
1: Cool. Um, you mentioned that you transitioned from web dev to, web dev to technical um, support engineer. Tell us a little bit about what that transition was like. How, how did you, what was that road like?
2: Yeah. Um, so I did a boot camp course. Um a web dev three month bootcamp course and then got was super fortunate, got a job about a week out from that um, in a small startup and met people who were amazing and who I have, will have lifelong friendships with, but um at the same time, because it was such a small engineering team, I didn't have the support that I personally needed, um, just understanding the code base, understanding code full stop. Um, like, as I say, it was a bootcamp camp course and I probably needed a bit more nurturing. Um, so after a year of that, I was a bit, burnt out just because um, I and I, I think most people, a lot of people, especially women, um, really take a lot of their worth from contributing in a professional place.
1: What What steps did that lead you to take when you were feeling burnt out? What did that look like for you with your career map?
2: The next time I applied for a job, I, I mean that time with post um, bootcamp course. I was just like any job, any job. Um, but the next time I applied for a job, I specifically said, "What is the mentorship profile you have? Um, will I be left on my own?" And like there are so many job opportunities out there where they ask for independent workers who can learn on their own and like I I wouldn't apply for those and I think it's fine and I so applaud the
1: people who do. It sounds like to me you've really kind of owned and come into your power around um, what you value in a workplace and from a learning perspective. And I think that's something that a lot of our members can really relate to um, feeling kind of stuck and unsupported, and not knowing how to create something different for themselves. Um, how do you, how do you do that? How do you uh, get to the point where you say, actually, this is what I need, and won't settle for something else?
2: I should say, like you know, I mentioned at that at the job at the startup, I made friends. I'll have life. they were my colleagues in the engineering team. they just literally didn't have time to help me. so if you're I guess my advice is if you're lucky enough to to pick and pick the workplace you're in, if you feel like you need more support, ask for it and that's a luxury a huge luxury and I'm lucky to have had it, but don't feel like you have to be, you know, like, what's that stupid term, 10X? Yeah. Um, don't feel like you have to be some gun working 25 hours a day. <laughs> Web developer, find your niche. Because now I know I'm very good at my job and I'm contributing. Um, God, that means everything to me.
1: Um, what, is it, what does it feel like? So when you say it's everything, what, is it, what does it feel like to get up every day and, and have a job that you love and you know you're doing a good job at and you know you um, are making a contribution? What's, what's that day feel like?
2: It makes it, I guess I don't find my work My work, a lot of my work is, I think, objectively boring and I find it so exciting. There is so much, (laughs) like, stat work. I find a log line and I'm like, yes. And I'm so psyched for myself. I will literally, like, high-five myself during the day. That's, That's what it means to me, like, little wins.
1: That's amazing. I want that day every day. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. Um, You shared with me that you took a break at some point um, before you got to this space where you felt like you were really having that good fit. And that's really common. Um, We hear from our members often that they're thinking about leaving the industry. And um, in fact, there's a lot of data around uh, about half of women leave by the 10 year mark just because they don't feel like they belong. Um, if, if someone's listening to this right now and thinking, is this the place for me, what, what would you say to them?
2: I would say it's getting better. But at the same time, I very much acknowledge and wouldn't discount their experiences. Um, it's so unfair the way this industry treats women Um, I think we can make it better I think men have the responsibility to make it better but I, I yeah basically just wouldn't discount the fact that it's so hard
1: and what are some signals that a company thinking about your own company working at avian um what are some signals that a company might be doing it better or is is working towards making it better what are some things that um that people can look out for when they're considering where to work
2: yeah it's funny i i don't know if i should say like i use glassdoor and that's how i found this current gig. And I read through every single review there was. Um, at this place, this wasn't when I was looking for it, but at Adyen there is the most intensely charismatic DNI team. I I have no idea how like a payments company has, assembled such a charismatic group of people it doesn't make any sense but like who are clearly not just ticking a box there they there was a pride week festival a couple of weeks ago and it was really quite wonderful and yeah as I say not not ticking a box I was thinking a lot generally about this um before the interview and I wish this industry was a bit better.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. That's what our whole or our whole community is about, right? Is asking, is demanding more, demanding something um, better for women and for more women um, and for more diverse women. So, I think I think you are not alone <laughs> in thinking no. that. I think uh, I think you are probably representing what a lot of our members feel and. Um, I think they'll feel, I think it can be quite good to hear your voice reflected um, out there. In, ter- in terms of resources, so you've mentioned a boot camp um, that you took and mentoring. What other resources would you recommend for technologists who are building their career?
2: Oh, especially for women, ask questions of other women. I have just recently started getting questions on linkedin about jobs about how to apply for jobs and i was so g up amped for that um it's so exciting and it's not like anyone owes you their time but i think there's a lot of women in the industry who want to help so yeah it's it's a funny thing. Um, I would never have asked a question out of the blue back when I was just studying, uh, j- looking for a job in 2017, but I wish I had. And I hope present me, I know present me would answer.
1: That's amazing. I hear so many women say they don't want to ask questions. Why do we do that? What, wh-
0: where,
1: where do we get stuck? What happens there? Some shame
2: thing, like is it a coupling with imposter syndrome like which is I'm so scared to ask questions it's a it's a big thing I've tried to talk about in Aegean. Um I think publicly asking questions is so important and not because not nece- not just because people need to know the answer like everyone does but just to show that not everyone is certain of like the knowledge
1: yeah um so what i'm hearing is what i'm what i'm learning from you today is um good documentation is everything ask questions you belong and um if you're fortunate enough to find a supportive workplace, go for it and and honor that, that space um, that you're in. Is there anything else that you want our community to know? Anything else you want to share uh, about your career or who you are that you think might help someone? I have
2: one very specific technical thought that I'd love to share. I when I was first starting coding, I did a lot of exercises on um, browser-based, uh, like CodePen, JS Fiddle sort of sites, and I was so dispirited when I then tried to build my own website. And I was like, "Where, where the fuck do I start?" I would say try when you're just starting, do both. Like start from scratch. Don't forget that when you're using a browser-based JavaScript tools, do start, do try and do it from scratch.
1: Awesome. I think that's a great tip. Um, I have a question for you that since we are talking about where to start, um, a question we get all the time when someone has a great... Idea and they're trying to build something is, do I start with a web app, a mobile app? Where do I go first? Web app. My of course, web app.
2: Mobile <laughs> apps so goddamn hard.
1: Web app all the way. Okay.
2: <laughs> have, you, have you seen that meme about Xcode? Um, have you seen the movie Interstellar? There's a scene where Matthew McConaughey says that little that little manoeuvre just cost us 50 years, but someone's interspersed it with an Xcode opening um, image. So it's just like clicking on Xcode literally costs you 50 years.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. I'm going to have to go find this. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. No, it's dreadful. (laughs) Thank you for your candor. Also, thank you for, your, for sharing your story with us today. I've loved chatting with you today. And I think um, our community
0: will love hearing from you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash Women Who Code. Thanks again for listening, and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.